Welcome to the Pro Cheerleading Podcast, hosted by Makiba and Brittany, two former NFL cheerleaders discussing hot topics in the pro cheerleading industry and revealing the truth behind the palms. Hey! Hi! Welcome to Like a Boy episode. Okay, I just realized that this is our second Sierra song of this season. Oh! Very unintentionally. Because you know how I feel about Sierra. I like her, sort of. But um, They just celebrated their third year anniversary, anniversary of marriage. Oh, sweet. And you just had one, too, I huh? I did. Aww. Yeah. That's sweet. And first year under the books. Yeah. We're on the books. books what do you call it? I don't know. <laughs> That's oh exciting. Yeah, thank you. So they hit three years. But I remember this song. Like, this is the days that I just, like, love Sierra, though. So the throwback yeah. Sierra songs are okay. I think I had to dance to this on cruise control. My you high did? school dance team, for oh. sure. I loved it. Did you, like, dance? Or not dance. Dress like a guy? Yeah, we did, of course. Oh, Come shoot. On. Yeah, you like, had to do the whole video. Everybody was doing Did you that. do the boonie, boonies? <laughs> the beanie bandana. and the bandana and I think the we did. tank top. Out in Eatonville. It was so cool. Oh, my gosh. Well, not even. It is cool to dance like a boy, I think. I liked girly stuff. Who am I kidding? No, I don't want to dance well, like a boy. This is all that street hip-hop stuff. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. Speaking of, yes. chat, let's get some updates. I know, because we've been having some auditions in NBA. That's, you know, hey, that's what's going on right now. NFL's already had their time, so it's NBA time right now. Guess what we discovered? A little snuck under the radar here. Well, I think that Psychic Makiba is totally right, because Milwaukee Bucks have yet to announce their dancer auditions. Mm-hmm. They're doing Milwaukee's Got Talent. Season two, they say. I don't remember when season one happened. We weren't like clocking it like that, but because it's Milwaukee. <laughs> Where is that, by the way? Wisconsin? Do you know? Is, is it? it? I'm I all believe... laughing like you don't even know. It. Uh, no, You're I think it's right. Wisconsin. Okay. Yes, let's just go with that. But um, what we did discover when we did our Swiss, can I speak English? Swish. Swish episode was that they hired this woman that we talked about that was kind of gangster on policing the appearance of the ladies and toning down their sexual nature and their routines. And so she was going to revamp their entire entertainment program. And here we go with this city's got talent nonsense, but they haven't announced shit. Oh, gosh, you guys, I'm working on bettering myself by not cursing. And I already messed up. But We'll see how it goes. We need a little earmuffs, <laughs> buzzer. <over> <laughs> but they announced this whole Milwaukee's Got Talent audition date coming up. What are they looking for? Well, the thing that stands out to me is parkour. All the other stuff is pretty basic: dance, drumming. What the hell um, is parkour? Do I not? Am I stupid for not knowing that? What is that? It's like um, gymnastics, but in the city you know like people who jump over buildings oh, and like was, do flips. my son was talking about this yeah parkour okay i yeah. forgot that, that i don't really know like... how that fits because what are you gonna do build like an obstacle course on the court so they can do stuff off of it maybe they're looking for like dunkers that know how to flip off of different objects i don't know oh but weird we'll see okay again the circus continues so yeah honestly but they want to have auditions saturday august 10th and you can have special effects, lighting, all this kind of stuff as the part of the audition. The team will provide it, yeah. right? That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And you can perform as a group or as individuals. Are they doing this audition for dancers or not? It's not clear. 
this was kind of slick. I got to give it to you, Milwaukee. You didn't come out with any announcement of getting rid of your Milwaukee Bucks dancers, but you've made zero announcement. Most of the NBA teams are going through their auditions process, and so... But their Instagram's still pretty active, so we were confused by that. Like, yeah. the season's over, why are you still posting, like, birthday shout-outs? It's all and... a smokescreen. It is, for sure. We've seen this before. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can't trick us. We're watching you. But we did have a team that was selected last week, the Los Angeles Clippers. They announced their squad. It's half and half, vets and rookies, 10 of each. Have you heard of this guy, Anthony Kinn? I was actually going to ask you. Um, it's It looks familiar, but I'm not quite sure. I'm just kind of hella into choreographers at the moment and trying to like familiarize because a lot of them are posting about who's leading auditions mm-hmm. um, and like choreographing for their routines. And this guy, Anthony Kinn, he's the choreographer of NBC World of Dance. I don't watch that show, Me but either. he's like the supervising choreographer, but pretty big names for auditions, I thought. Is that the show where they have like J-Lo and Neo on it? I think so. It's like the new the new ABDC yeah. whatever crew thing. Okay. Yeah. It's we don't rival. watch those dancey shows. I know. Why don't we? That could be cool for cheer chat. Maybe in the future. Maybe not. Overdose. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's pretty cool. Can we just talk about real quick how um, Danielle Polenko is choreographing for the Brooklyn Nets audition? She is? She totally how do I is. I not know that? I don't know. Didn't I? I thought I screenshot it and sent it what? to you. Anyway, yeah. Maybe I was drunk. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> No more talking about drinking or cussing and all that We're stuff. We're little angels this episode. Yeah, we are. Hmm, here's Former my halo. Yes. Okay. But yes, she is. So oh, if for awesome. people who don't know, let's talk about her real quick. Danielle's so amazing. She's scary, but she's amazing. Yes. So you've always been obsessed with Aisha Francis. Mm-hmm. You got me obsessed with her. Her, Giannis, and Danny were kind of like this trio that were just killing the game and kind of started the whole trends with the heels classes. Mm-hmm. But she is like a voguer. She does an amazing Latin dancing. She used to dance back up for Beyonce as well. She toured with her. She's in like the, what's the video where they're in all pink? She's the girl who was in Omarion's touch video. We were watching that. I remember. Mm -hmm. She's the shit. So she, shit. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, I give up. Okay. Maybe if I don't think about it, it won't happen. But she is going to be one of the guest choreographers um, for the Brooklyn Nets audition. And I think it's coming up this weekend so that would be kind of scary to be honest oh my gosh because she's a little intimidating with the way that she teaches but she's really pushing her dancers to be better so I mean I get it but she still freaks me out like I even freak out watching some of her videos but she's so talented she really is if they can't handle the heat then they might have to get out of the kitchen on that one well that's exciting I can't wait to Mm -hmm. But some of the teams have started their process yesterday. Yesterday, yep. And are doing it all week. Utah and the Indiana Pacemates. So auditions are happening. Teams are going to be, you know, announcing their squads and taking forever to get their profile shots up and bios. But we'll still be watching during our break because we only have a couple more episodes this season, which is nuts to me. Right, and then football starts, so we're definitely going to be following NFL big time. NFL and going to as many games as possible here locally yes. and anywhere where we can go. So fingers crossed. You know what? Okay, so let's go through like the ones that are coming up this weekend, just so people know. Okay, we obviously mentioned the Brooklyn Nets, Celtics dancers, Chicago, Chicago Lovables, mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets dancers, Golden State Warriors, the Laker girls, Miami Heat, and the Minnesota Timberwolves. Cool. Okay, so wait, so if Milwaukee's in Wisconsin, where the hell's Minnesota? Minnesota. Oh! <laughs> 
Wait, oh, isn't that? Oh, shit. I'm thinking of Minnesota as a city in my Minneapolis. mind. Minneapolis. Wait. That's what yeah. I was thinking in my oh, okay. mind. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm going to edit that out because I'm not. Well, I was it. literally like, Montana has an NBA team? Okay, I'm, <laughs> wow. I need to wake up here. Wake up. I know. Slap the face. Slap the okay. face. Okay. Here we go. But what I was going to say was that, you know, we obviously launched our listener survey. Thank you to everybody who has completed the survey. It's super quick. I promise. Lots of multiple choice, super easy questions. But we've gotten some really great feedback. And I, I think it's a little long, Kiba. No, is it? Really? <laughs> Not. But what I'm trying to say is basically take it because it, it really helps us give you guys a better podcast. Yeah. No, it looks long, but it's like male or female. Like there's questions you have to scroll through i can't design it to shrink it it just like goes and scrolls and scrolls but it's multiple choice it's really quick though five to ten minutes i promise and the feedback like you said does help we asked about patreon and like have they considered contributing to patreon and this is all tying into us being able to go to games and do more stuff but a lot of people said they didn't know about it got it so we have a patreon and it's kind of like a way to financially support a podcast because we also asked about do you want ads and I personally don't want ads do you no and someone else said that please do not do ads and honestly I don't I hate listening to a podcast hearing it from the beginning or something and then in the middle they break into like oh my gosh I love blank 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 and I use it every day and I'm just like I'll fast forward through a lot of those ads so I just think it's really annoying and I think it's kind of sellout kind of a way to keep us not having to resort to doing ads right i hate asking for money too because we just love that's why we we haven't even talked about it since we launched patreon but here's our psa we have one if you are rich and you want to donate feel free well actually so patreon you can donate a dollar i think it automatically does a reoccurring charge so Mm -hmm. let's say you want to be a patreon of our podcast you sign up for a dollar every month they'll charge you a dollar but if you want to just do a single donation, just make sure you cancel it before they charge your card again. Yeah. And that's a way to do it. You can do like a one-time donation of $20 or something. And it's appreciated. And from our perspective, being able to buy a team calendar or a magazine, it's ways that we can just see more that we can't online and have more content to talk about. And we love traveling. Obviously, we're doing it on our own dime, but it's really just a way of supporting the podcast. So since a lot of people said, the majority of people said they didn't know about it, and I know it's because we haven't talked about it because neither one of us like asking for money, but there's our ask. True. And yes, please do the survey. Short and sweet. I promise. It is good. Yep. Okay. So it's like a boy because we have a fabulous interview with a wonderful guest coming up. Lisa Saragoza. She is an amazing choreographer. She was a Trailblazer dancer and is now the coach of the Portland Trailblazers Rip City crew, which is their all-male hip-hop crew. Yes. So there's quite a few teams that have this situation in the NBA. Yeah, we were curious because I know there's going the co-ed hip-hop route, but which teams have an all-male like hip-hop dance crew? And Already established. Exactly. Yeah. So the Brooklyn Nets have Team Hype. That's what they call it. But I liked their page because, you know, we already talked about their social media account last week. But they have all of the members of their team hype either doing like breaking freezes or like they're posing with the basketballs. Because I think they combine like the dunking and the performing and all of that in one 
in one big swoop. So it was cool that they got their names up, not really a bio, but at least they got some shine of like knowing who they are. A lot of them just have them all clunked in a picture, you know? Right, like a group shot. Mm -hmm. But they're also, exactly. But they're also holding auditions for these teams and theirs are coming up July 22nd. And then the Chicago Bulls have the 312 crew. The area code thing. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that. (laughs) Um, But they just perform 11 home games. But they're also holding auditions end of the month, July 29th. Okay. And then let's go back to Cleveland because, you know, the teams that have come out with the nonsense, we've just been trying to monitor. But they already had, with the Cleveland Cavalier girls back in the day, before they messed it up. They had the Cleveland Cavalier girls and then they had the Cleveland Scream team. So they already had an all-male hip-hop team. So, Which, how do you feel about that name? Scream team? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Mm-mm. Anyways, moving um, on. Especially because they're guys. Not the guys can't scream, but like, what's the correlation? I don't, right. What is a Cavalier? What are we even talking about? Anyway. Um, a junky old car I used to drive. <laughs> Did you have a Cavalier? Was that the red one? The red one. Was, was a Cavalier? Cavalier? Get out. I would get pulled over for no reason, you guys, and literally the cop would be like, oh, you're good to go, because it looked like a crackhead car. <laughs> so they would pull me over to make sure, like, this girl looks suspicious, and then they would pull me over and be like, oh, she's good. Bye. There was a time where we both had really shitty mobiles. <laughs> Once upon a time, rookie year, there was a period of time. Can I don't even want to say it. It's so embarrassing. Our hoopty situation, at least we're on the same page. Brittany used to park like, away from everything because she'd be, like, (laughs) hiding. This is why we're at McDonald's, okay? Because we had, like, really shitty vehicles. And mine, my freaking driver's door wasn't working properly. You had to crawl (laughs) over to the passenger side to get in and out. It was like a white boat car. Like, what was it? It was like a freaking Buick or some shit. I I don't know. No, no, no. Was it a Cadillac? But it was a ridiculously old one. Temporary car difficulties. Both of our cars have had hoopty... It's like they're cousins or spirit yeah. twins or something because my <laughs> before Music I had to get car. this new car, my car died on Brittany's property and then like a few months later your car died. <laughs> it did. <sighs> okay. And now I take the bus. <laughs> <laughs> Times are hard. Patreon. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Help us, please. Help me on Thor. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Anyways, the Cleveland screen team are holding auditions July thirteenth. I'm not even going to talk about the Mavs Maniacs because I'll curse. So, Brittany, why don't you walk us through? Okay. The Dallas Mav Maniacs. Why um, do they spell it that way? Like, I don't understand why Manny. AAC is, like, capitalized and the rest of it. Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Do you know? Does it stand for something? I don't like know. Like American Alliance? I don't know. Of Chubsters? Okay, sorry. Know. Okay. Ooh, that's they me. are the original male performance squad in the NBA. And that's how they describe themselves. Oh, like, Okay. Sure. <laughs> and are in their 16th full season as a hip-hop dance troupe of beefy men, quote-unquote. I know. Okay, so if you go to the page of their profile shots, should I show you? Yeah, let's pull it up. Oh, boy. We only clicked on one bio, but these pictures and their uniforms are uh, this white shredded t-shirt that's beaded at the bottom. Oh, those are beads, yo. Come on. Or maybe they're tied in knots. I don't know. They're probably beads. So when they belly dance, it like makes some noise or something. But they have like blue fatigues on, weird headband situations. We're looking at super size right now. Um, 
they ask him, why did you decide to become a maniac? And he goes, three days before auditions. You know, because they get to just roll up. They don't have to prepare for months and months and, like, take dance classes and get their shit together. See, here I go. They can just show up and roll up like like it's nothing. I, I mean, I'm it. sure Super Size is very talented and nice, but in terms of background and technical training. No. His favorite app is Chick-fil-A. <laughs> Um, I mean, mean, that's making me a little hungry, but besides that, I don't know if I'm really going to go to the game and be excited to see the Maniacs. I don't either. But they're beefy men that are the only dance team in town, as far as we know, in Dallas. So they don't have their audition information, but maybe these are like, maybe there are 16-year people who've just been on the squad the whole time because they don't have to do auditions. True. You never know. Okay. Okay. The Golden State Warriors, this is exciting. They just launched this Blue City crew. Okay. This year, they're having auditions for the first time for their all-male hip-hop crew. They have auditions August 10th, but it's great that they just decided, you know what? Our Golden State Warriors answers are amazing. We're going to add to the program by having a whole new team. Cool. So, yay. That's exciting. Good job, Golden State. Who was dancing with, like, the Jabberwockies then at finals? Was that their, like, hype squad or something? I don't know. Okay, because they had... Some guys? They had some guys performing with the Jabberwockies. Oh, maybe it's not new. I thought it was new. They have a new Instagram, at least. Okay. I mean, I think it's new. Either way. Maybe it was like their tricksters, dunkers. Those guys. See, again, it's hard to keep everything straight. I know. That was the part that was weird, because there are some hype crews that are co-ed that do all this stuff. Some of the guy teams look like they do shoot t-shirts out and do that kind of promotional stuff, so... It's just getting a little murky, but Mm -hmm. we are pumped to talk to Lisa because she is in charge of the Portland Rip City crew. And so we want to talk all things with her about working with guys. Are they different? Are they divas? I just, there's so many questions. Let's get into our interview with Lisa. We'll see you on the other side. All right, welcome everybody. We have Lisa Zaragoza with us today in our Like a Boy episode. Lisa is like, okay, everybody who does not know, Lisa is the coach of the Portland Rip City crew, and this is an all-male hip-hop crew. She also manages to be the coach of the Oregon Cheer Squad, so we are going to find out how she's doing the most. Yeah. So go for it, Lisa. Tell us all about you. Hi. Hi. Thanks for having me. Like the coach of eight teams, so yeah, <laughs> managed to choreograph every NBA audition. So I don't know how you even made time for us. Oh no, it's it's crazy, but it's not a lot compared to you know others. <laughs> and it sounds like you have a full time job, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. So <laughs> full time job. What? My day job is in the world of health insurance. So I work in corporate and do that full-time Monday through Friday and then do my other stuff on the side. Wow. <laughs> Crazy. But I, feel like, I feel like that's just how like we work, you know, as dancers. You just kind of figure it out. Figure it out. Like everyone, you know, that has been on our teams and stuff has always had full-time jobs or students or part-time, like multiple part-time. So you're doing it. We're about to get all up into your background because <laughs> you are doing do. so much. In the- <laughs> it's not that exciting. <laughs> People might think that, you know, choreographers or directors, they might view it as a full-time job, even though mm-hmm. not, you know, not all the time. So 
I yeah. think it's really important for listeners to, to understand that sometimes directors themselves are actually holding down a lot too. So yeah, I think I've just been really lucky too with the opportunities that have come up. They've kind of been really flexible with me, both my full-time job and like other side stuff. So it's all worked out nicely. Do they know how dope you are though? Like your full-time job? Do they know like <laughs> more in our world where it's like, oh, we have to let her do this because she's, they should know if they don't. <laughs> Some people I think have started, like my coworkers follow me on Instagram and they'll like ping me during the day and be like, you're a good dancer or like whatever. They're like, I saw your dance stuff. And I'm like, thanks. It's kind of, I don't know. I kind of don't mesh those two worlds too much, but I was working there while I was doing Blazer. So most people are like huge Duck fans and or Blazer fans. So it's kind of worked in my favor, I feel like. That was like a really good selling point. It was like, yeah, I have something I have to do. And they're like, what? And then you're yeah. something with the Seahawks. And they're like, go, go, go. You yeah. know, a lot of them are really supportive. Yeah, so it's really nice when they're flexible like that, because I know not all places are like that. Well, yeah. we want to hear, you said you had a story for Like a Boy, the song. You had oh, story, yeah. So we want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, when you first sent me that, I immediately thought back to high school, because so that's when that song was super big, right? And it came out, and we're all like, oh, Sierra. So my husband and I used to dance together. He's a dancer as well. When he lived in Arizona, he learned, he was like break dancing. And when he moved to Portland in middle school, he started getting into choreography and um, him and his friends were really into You Got Served and like B2K and, you know, oh, watched yeah. all the music videos and learned all the moves and whatnot. And so he got really into um, hip hop. So our uh, group of friends and I in high school, we had a little crew together. What was the name of the crew? <laughs> Liza's Dream Team. And in short, we called it LBT. And it was one of our friend's sisters. So her, her name is Liza. And she pretty much has seen all of us dance kind of in separate groups and stuff. And she's like, oh, how cool would it be to see these people dance together? And so we kind of like, ended up creating this crew and danced at birthday parties and just random things. And we, you know, have done a couple performances and stuff here and there. We thought we were really big and really cool at the time. Had like the whole gloves and the bandana situation. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, we started dancing together then and then everybody kind of graduated and it was just us two left. And our high school had started a talent show called Tiger Idol because American Idol was also big back then. And he was like, do you want to enter this talent show with me and we can do a duo? I'm like, okay, sure. Oh, I like it. <laughs> so I think the first year was our junior year. We did Omarion stuff. And then the second year, Like a Boy was like our main feature in our talent show routine. <laughs> That is awesome. Is there video footage of this? I, was about to I say. feel like we need to link it down below if it's on YouTube. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I think it's on YouTube. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. What a cool story. And now you guys are married. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Congratulations. That's so cool. Yeah. So he still kind of dances here and there, but yeah, that like a boy one, that was the first thing that came to mind. And we did the whole like in the circle, the slow, you know. Like. Oh, yes, where she's like bending over in her house. I watched the video, like when I emailed you, I was like, oh, let me 
look back at this video because I just remember loving it, the black and white, Reggie Bush, mm -hmm. all cute, getting pushed in the head and like she was smacking him around and he was just taking it. <laughs> he looked like a hell annoyed though, but it was fun to watch it back. And I need there, to watch that again. Yeah. yeah. But oh it was gosh. a good one. Anyway, so that's, that was my story. <laughs> oh, that's an awesome story. I love it. He's not part of the Rip City crew or anything? He's not. Mm -mm. But he did help judge our first year of auditions last year. So, oh, cool. so how many awesome. years have the Rip City crew been around? Just one. Yeah, we just started it. Just last year. Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. And you yeah. were a laser dancer as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did that for five seasons. That was fun. I definitely learned a lot and was such a good experience. And yeah, kind of came back full circle with that too and a couple other things. Yeah, let's dig into that a little bit. So yeah. I saw that you were an all-star dancer for the NBA. Is that right? You were selected for oh, the yeah. team? Yeah, like, I think it's so weird that they got rid of it. Oh my goodness. Like I know it's kind of random. So that was I think in 2014. And before that, they hadn't done it for like seven years or something crazy. So it kind of just depends, I think, on where the location is and then what they're wanting to do with the dancers because they typically use that, you know, the host team. But yeah, our year, it was in New Orleans. So they uh, used Pelicans dancers, but then they had all of us, you know, from all different teams do other performances too. So they just wanted a lot of dancers, I guess, that year, which is awesome. Do you remember what uh, musical artist you performed with or were you guys incorporated? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was so crazy just seeing like so many celebrities there, but we did a performance with Pharrell. What? Oh, what song? Yeah. Um, Happy and a couple other, he did all of his like older songs where he had you know, other artists in the song. So like at one point we were all on stage with Snoop Dogg and oh. like a, a couple other people like there were so many I just couldn't even I was like this is crazy <laughs> is that in your like top five career moments? oh yeah mm -hmm. cool. yeah it was um you know it was a long few days of rehearsal and just all day long we were dancing but somehow we had the energy and adrenaline to keep going and also like explore the city and so it was just an awesome time I got to meet you know, a lot of cool dancers from all over that we're still all kind of friends with. So that's nice. That's super fun. Yeah, it's really fun. So what is your dance background? You said you danced in high school. Was it mostly hip hop or do you have any like classical training or anything? Yeah, so I started dancing, I think when I was four, that's what I like to say. <laughs> um, but pretty young, my sister is a dancer as well. She's four years older. And so I kind of Throughout my little story here, like I'm kind of following her and all these things that we were a part of, but I started at a studio, a local studio at Westside in Tigard. And then well, I guess at the studio, we did a lot of jazz, ballet, modern, some hip hop, but not so much. It wasn't quite big back then that hip hop was kind of later in my years, but I did that up until freshman year of high school. So was pretty busy with all that and competition and training and whatnot. And then, yeah, high school dance team, we did mainly palm and jazz and contemporary. And during that time is when I started dancing with my friends with that hip hop crew. So I feel like I definitely improved and learned a different side of dance through that. Just the joy, I guess, of dancing and performing, freestyling. Freestyle is not my strength, but <laughs> just watching 
you know, all my friends, a lot of them were self-taught that it was a different way of looking at dance and not so, you know, strict and organized in competition where you just learn small sets of choreography and work on that for a full year. So that was a lot of fun and gave me a different perspective. And then after that, I did Oregon Cheer for four years on the dance side. So we have both co-ed stunt and a dance team under the Oregon Cheer umbrella, but I was on the dance side. And then after that, moved back to Portland and did Blazers for five seasons. And that's my, I guess, my dance background. <laughs> so Brittany and I were having a little trouble with U.S. geography earlier before we... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, you'll hear it in the episode. I'm sorry. What's the name of the city where you're from? Tigard? Where's that? Tigard. Yeah. yeah. So it's about 20, 30 minutes south of Portland. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So still really close, <laughs> but like in the suburbs. Yeah. I was like, making a note, like Google that. <laughs> so that's the area that you call home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you know, NBA for your home team and all of that is really a cool experience total homegrown. Yep. So I've been in Oregon all my life. So. And now you're just all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and doing all this stuff. A little bit. Starting <laughs> to travel a little bit. Just did a rookie year episode. So I'm curious to ask, do you remember your rookie year in the NBA? Yes. I had a lot to learn for sure. I guess first off, Well, I actually didn't even know if I wanted to audition for Blazers at first. After doing Oregon, I was like, do I want to take a break? Do I want to do more like urban choreography or do I want to stay in sports entertainment and do all that? And to me, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be wearing outfits like that or like be all glam kind of thing. But after, I mean, my sister was on the team right after she graduated, she made Blazers and she did it for six years. So it was nice to have somebody so close that I could talk to about it and kind of watch to see what they do. And I just, I didn't really know if it was for me, but I decided I wanted to do it because I didn't want to stop dancing. And even from, I think the first day of auditions, I asked for feedback or I think it was actually the workshop. I'm like, what do you think I need to work on? And they're like, oh, you're, you know, you definitely look very young. Because I didn't know how to do my makeup. Brows were not in then. So I have like, no brows. <laughs> <laughs> I was really pale, like, I mean, some tan, but like, not really, you know, I just probably wasn't in the best shape. So I had to kind of learn what it meant to be in the pro world. And I felt like I had the experience, I guess, as a dancer, but I didn't understand, you know, all the other stuff that comes with it, like being an ambassador and, you know, treating it like a job kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a couple times I think <laughs> Michelle could probably remember too, where I, like, there was a game where we had to wear these specific type of pants. And they were kind of like the pleather, you know, and they're supposed to be really skin tight. Because I'm pretty petite. Everything in my bin of outfits we got were big. So I'm like, okay, these pants, they're a little big. You know, it's fine, though. I can perform in them. I go in the locker room and put my stuff on. And I'm, like, swimming in them. And everybody's is, like, skin tight. And she's like, 
Lisa, what are you thinking? <laughs> These do not fit you. Like, <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, I'm not going to complain. You know, I'm going to take what I get and just, I'll make it through. I'm not going to complain. But she's just like, I need, you know, I want to make sure things fit you. Like you look like, you need to look like everybody else. And they were like wrinkly, just, <laughs> just some, things like that. I would make like random bad mistakes that I didn't know. Or like I would forget palms for like a promo and had to ask somebody last minute. Like just wasn't as responsible as I needed to be. It so yeah, I learned that quickly because <laughs> otherwise you get on everyone's nerves too. So you got to step up and be mature. And so I've had a lot of weird mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to add any of them in for Locker Talk, you can later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you wrap up with the Blazers and then is there kind of like a period where you know, you're not dancing and then choreography comes into play or were you already coaching the Oregon Cheer? I feel like my choreography side of things kind of started while I was on the team at Oregon. So the dance side is pretty captain run. So I had a lot of responsibility, I guess, my last year on the team. And any captain that's been in our program has always kind of had that responsibility. We've had some dance coaches come in and out here and there. And we have a main head coach. Her name is Dana. And she has mainly a stunt background. So she does oversee both. But she kind of like, you know, brings in a dance expert to kind of help with the dance side of things. So <clears throat> she was my coach while I was on the team as well. And she really trusted me and saw, I think, a lot of talent and potential in me that she would allow me to choreograph for our team while I was on it. And my teammates seemed to like, you know, doing that choreography. So I do more and more for football and basketball. We didn't perform on the field at the time, but we would do pregame performances. So we did have routines for football too. I was able to kind of start being more creative and seeing my um, work on bodies and just, you know, just kind of experimenting. So that was really fun. And she would kind of, after I graduated, she even joked to like, do you want to stay and kind of help me and be my assistant or like help me with the dance side of things? And I'm like, no, I'm not trying to stay in Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> Enough. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's a very small college town. So it's all students pretty much up until summertime. And then it gets really quiet. But when I was there, they didn't even have a Nordstrom rack or like, you know, anything like that. And they have all sorts of things now. But yeah, just, I was like, I'm moving back to Portland. And so then I, you know, started doing blazers and she would ask me back year over year to help with either one or two routines for the Oregon cheer team. And so I kept up with choreography and trying to play with new things too when she would invite me. And after I stopped dancing for Blazers, she was like, hey, I noticed that you're done. <laughs> Do you want to come help me now? <laughs> and at first I was like, I don't know if I can make this work. You know, I have a full-time job and I'm taking a break for a reason because I wanted to focus on my family and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, and friends, and just kind of, you know, just do other things in my life. But then you heard there was a Nordstrom rack, so you were like, okay, I'm coming back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, I can come back now. <laughs> yeah, so I was thinking long and hard, because I'm like, how am I going to do this? You know, I'd be driving back and forth every other how weekend. 
it's an hour and a half. Wow. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. It's not too bad. I mean, it's just all along I-5. So it's a straight shot, which makes it pretty easy. I know some people get bored of the drive, but I don't mind it. So yeah, I thought about it. And cause I had to also ask my work cause they practice on weekdays. I'm like, how am I going to make that work? I work during the day. So I talked to Michelle, actually, I think it was during my end of season eval with her. And I was like, I got this opportunity, but I don't know if I can do it. And she was like, Lisa, you just got to do it. Just take it. These opportunities don't come up often, especially coaching positions or anything related to choreography, directors, all that stuff. So, you know, people will apply for them and people strive to get those and it just doesn't get handed to you like that. And she's like, you'll figure it out. You'll figure out how to, you know, make it work. Just do it. Because she knew that I wanted to get into choreography too. And I'm so glad I did because I was able to also choreograph for Oregon while also helping these dancers grow. And so I started doing that. I think in 2016, and it'll be my fourth year helping coach. So that position is more like a part-time because I don't attend all the practices. I don't attend all the games, but I try to help when I can. So I'll go during doubles in August. And then when school starts, I try to go at least once or twice a month to their practices and then go to all the home games for football. And then it kind of tapers off basketball. I don't, all those games, there's so many and they're mostly during the week that I can't attend those. So mainly football. So that's where it all kind of blew up, I feel like, because my team, you know, everybody that's been on Oregon is so talented. It's been a privilege to be able to choreograph for them and put something out there on the field. And that's kind of like my resume, right? I mean, Instagram is so awesome these days that have to, you know, just post things on YouTube and hope that people watch it. Instagram is kind of like your resume now. So I try to post as many videos as I can of my work. And I feel like that really helped establish, you know, what I can do and let my work speak for itself. So (laughs) you're like literally everywhere. I keep saying it, but can you talk us through like the last few months? Weren't you kind of busy teaching choreography? (laughs) Not too busy. It probably looked like I was really busy, but I went to uh, Atlanta for the first time to work with the Hawks and that was pretty awesome. They revamped their whole audition process this year and wanted to add a little opening number to their finals. It's actually been closed and they opened it for the first time so they wanted a good show you know an opening. They did I think like a finals routine and solos and then a finale so I was in charge of putting the opening together. What was it? I actually used the Sierra song Dose. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was like a little jazz and a hip hop section and we did group stuff in the beginning. So it was really fun. They had a big, awesome stage where people can come in and out on both sides. So tried to utilize that. And so that was really fun. They have a lot of good talent up there too. So. Oh yeah. I was peeping that. Did you do any NFL stuff too? No, not yet. I've seen a couple of teams do um, some of my routines on the field from ProAction last year. I wanted to touch on that, actually. So ProAction is coming up. You're mm-hmm. taking there. Yep. Finished um, ProAction Portland. That was the very first time that we did it in Portland. That was 
was awesome for high school. And then we did a prep for high school teams in Long Beach, California. And then we'll do the pro in Vegas here. And is that for pro teams as well as college teams? We're allowed to yeah. Okay. College, semi-pro, and pro. And how long have you been doing choreography for pro action? Last year was my very first year, actually. So I started out, I think the year before, I, I assisted Shandon at the Long Beach Prep. And so that was kind of my first in into pro action to see how things work from the other side. Because I have gone to pro action one year as a dancer when I was on Blazers. And it was so fun. Uh, I mean, I just love that camp environment. We even do that for Blazers too. We kind of do our own mini camps. But just dancing all day, even though you're dead tired, it's just, I love that. And you kind of feed off of everyone's energy, especially at ProAction. There's so many talented people. Everyone's focused. Everyone is there to, you know, rep their team. And so, and all the choreographers are just amazing. And we've worked with a lot of them separately at our mini camps too. So I feel like they've watched me grow while I was on Blazers for five years. So I established a relationship with Mina and Oscar and Shandon because they came up quite a bit. When I assisted her, yeah, that was my first look into that. And they, I think, were able to see me in a different light too because being a, a dancer and a choreographer, I feel like are two totally different things. Definitely. Be good at both or not. So I think, gosh, what's the timeline on that? I have to think about this. <laughs> that was a really awesome opportunity too that Michelle pushed me towards like she I mean all my coaches Dana too and Michelle have always been my backbone and support and push me to do things so it's so good yeah. I don't want to cut you off but I don't know Dana but we love Michelle and I think that is so amazing that you have an end of the year review where she's basically saying you know I see something in you or yeah. go for it or just being more motivating for your life outside of being a dancer it's so cool mm -hmm. Yeah, she she's great. Like, I mean, she hasn't only supported me, you know, I, she supports anybody that like, as long as you express to her, like what you want to do, she's there to fully support. So I think she just had that knowledge, you know, that she knew that I wanted to do something. And so she kept pushing me <laughs> you along. or help me, you know, she's, she's been such a great mentor. I always ask her random questions, even like coaching questions or whatever. She's always been such a great person to talk to. And Dana too is always, she supports me with all my other jobs. You know, I help coach her team, but she's like, do you want to do more choreography? Go for it. You know, like I'll work with you to kind of figure out your schedule and she's always asking me like when I'm up to like oh where are you going now you know <laughs> so it's yeah it's so important to have people that know that world in the system and just genuinely want to support you that's all really like coaches want to do I feel like coaches and directors they just want to see you succeed so I feel like the more you tell them what you want to do the more they know and they know how to support you so when you read the difference between, you know, being a dancer and choreographer, can you kind of walk us through that a little bit of what skill set you're really drawing from for choreography? I mean, I'm still amazed at choreographers in terms of just the vision of how they see formations and transitions and how this all comes together in your mind. I don't even know if it's possible to articulate it, but just 
what inspires you? Like, do you hear a song and you're like, ooh, I can see all these things happening to that song? Or do you, like, how does your choreography inspiration come to you? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I feel like I'm still learning a lot. I like to look back at my videos a lot of the time and see where I can improve. The visual piece of it is a little bit more of a weakness for me. I'm kind of more let the music kind of help me make my body move. So I freestyle or just kind of, I honestly, when I first get music, I just kind of sit there and listen to it. I close my eyes, just listen. Or listen to it in my car and just see, yeah, just see what kind of comes to mind and let that flow. And so I really have to like the song for it to motivate me and just automatically bring me some sort of inspiration. But I do, you know, like to go take classes myself still and just keep getting creative ideas from taking classes. But yeah, that's kind of how my process works, I feel like. And then I see how formations might work with what I'm thinking. So I almost sometimes freestyle video myself and and see if that looks good and then kind of keep building on top of it. So at first it did take me a really long time. The choreography process took a long time because I'm a perfectionist and I just kept, you know, keep, kept going back to the beginning and say, oh, how can I make this better? How can I make this better? But sometimes you just kind of have to put something out there and then it's going to look good if it feels good to you. And then if you have time, like go back and see if you can refine something or add layers and all that kind of stuff. But it is kind of hard to explain. I I know everyone has different techniques, Yeah. um, but I also like to kind of watch, you know, I'm always learning. So watch how other people do things and being careful not to steal or copy, of course, but you know, you see so many dance stuff out there, it's hard to not watch yeah. and get tired. So I think first and foremost, you are an artist and it's really hard to, sometimes you doubt your own work a lot. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. you were saying, if sometimes you have a song that you don't like, or with the Hawks, you were kind of creating something brand new. So how do you work around maybe some pushback from clients who have hired you or maybe some material that you're not too fond of? Honestly, I haven't had a lot of people hire me outside of programs that I've been a part of. So I've always had a really close connection to the directors or coaches where I can ask very specific questions. But yeah, with like Atlanta, I didn't really know Donnie, the director there. And she was crazy busy too with the season going. And I think they had gone to Mexico for an NBA event. And then her audition process is about two weeks. And so I'm like, okay, if I'm going to ask questions, I'm going to ask them all in one email. <laughs> Be really detailed, not try to bug her too much. But I had an idea of what she was looking for because we had talked over the phone. But I just really wanted to make sure that I was giving her what she wanted and understood how everything was going to work. So you just kind of, I mean, you get the guidance, the overall guidance, but then you kind of just have to be flexible, right? And figure it out because we were planning to have two days of practices with those finalists. And I was just going to have some options ready if something wasn't going to work. So 
directors like that hire you for a reason to be able to put something out there that they're kind of thinking in their head. So I did try to be really creative because we've done something similar for Blazers as well, like an opening number. And so I was kind of building off of that, but also wanting to do something different and special for the Hawks. So that part was hard, but it turned out great. And all the dancers loved it. And they told me it was a really good show. They actually sent me a video of it, which was awesome to see the product because I wasn't able to stay and watch. But when you teach, are you like a counter or are you like sound effects effects, like (laughs) boom, cat, boom? (laughs) <laughs> I, I I do both. You do? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a really loud counter. So like we were doing at Pro Action Prep in Portland last month. We had to all share like a big room. And so many times I found myself not like yelling, but I was just like, I get really excited and I start counting really loud. And I felt like everybody was looking at me from the other classes. And I'm like, okay, I need to <laughs> down a little bit. But yeah, I definitely count. And then when I need to describe some sort of movements, I'll like put some sound effects and stuff in there. And I always end up counting too fast too when I'm like, okay, guys, we're going to take it really slow. And then I'm just fast, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Oh, you're one of those choreographers. Yeah, and then I'm like, okay, sorry, let's do that again. And I'm going to count slow. (laughs) (laughs) I just get too excited, yeah. Have you ever had a moment where you're teaching a dance and then you turn around and kind of watch it to see where everybody's at and you're a little bit like, what the actual are you doing? Like, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not what I taught or what I envisioned. (laughs) I feel like with... um, maybe younger, you know, dancers. Like they don't know how their bodies move quite yet. Like high school, I would say I've had to learn to slow my pace down a little bit. Because, you know, working with pro dancers, like blazer dancers, they pick up things like crazy. Like they could probably perform it the next day because they're so used to learning. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. (laughs) So, um, yeah, going from that to like high school was, was a big gap and style too but then I kind of took that as an opportunity like okay they need to learn how to move like this I just need to break it down more yeah I've had to learn like teaching techniques for sure and like watching other um, choreographers teach has been helpful because they're so good at it but yeah do you take your dancers on like a spiritual journey or is that more like contemporary maybe it's a style thing or are you pretty, this is the... Pretty, like, to the point, yeah, because we're always, like, short. <laughs> we're always short on time, you know? Oh, so it's true. like, let's go, let's go in, get some work done, and that's the hard part about, too, the difference between, like, coaching and just, like, teaching choreography. You'll go and get hired and teach choreography, but it's not gonna, you don't have time to, you know, refine too much, or you just give them the material, and they'll adjust as needed kind of thing. So you can't really see the whole picture. So yeah, that's the kind of coaching piece that I like is like seeing my dancers grow. So it's kind of cool to see both sides, but. I kind of have another (laughs) question because for us personally, we had some choreographers, guest choreographers come in and we also had a lady who, you know, was a reoccurring choreographer. And sometimes after she left, kind of like what you're saying, it was like, teach it and go. Maybe we would find that certain parts wouldn't work or transition mm-hmm. off or something so we would alter it yeah Isn't that offensive or 
No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, because you, I mean, there are certain, you know, formations or transitions that don't work on certain size teams or on the field, it might look a certain way, but on the court, it, you know, it might not work because just because the, the way you have to travel, you might not have enough time to do all that or just cleanliness. I know some people simplify things or just take out and kind of replace with other choreography. So I don't find it offensive. I think it just works for whatever team that's doing it and they make it kind of more unique to them too. As long as they don't mess it up. In my uh, King's Dead routine, I had like a little like trick thing where you have to, gosh, I forget what it's called, but um, not everyone could do that. So they, you know, a lot of people like change that section of it to add a different kind of trick thing that their whole team could do or only certain people on their team could do. So. But you definitely notice, right? You're like, wait, that wasn't right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. You know, and these, they'll put things in there that like you didn't really see you know, or in the music or whatever so you're like oh that's pretty cool because this is our like a boy episode we're going to pivot to your coaching of the rip city crew yeah Always. how many there was 11 last season okay and mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm just excited because i like boys that i'm like so i'll try <laughs> to connotation to my questions but how would you describe the style of the men that are on your dance team Yeah, so it was really cool to see the different, like, backgrounds that they had. So a lot of them come from either self-taught or they teach at a studio or they can do, you know, break dancing and tricks and all that. And they're all part of the dance community here in Portland or even there's even one that drives all the way from Eugene as well. They weren't used to being in a organized, I guess, professional team like this. And if you think about it, there aren't really a lot of opportunities for male dancers to gain that type of experience. But it took them a little, a little while to get into our style of dancing. Just big movements, you know, big movements on the court is what's needed. And they weren't used to stretching their limbs like that. And just as men, you know, they're muscle they have muscles <laughs> bigger muscles than us at, at least and can't quite rotate their shoulders or like move a certain way just because they're not used to it and so it did take some time to get them more unified and used to the pro style I guess you would say but we didn't want to change them either change their style so we did celebrate their individuality and all that and didn't discourage or any of that stuff, but it was interesting at first. Now, had, you di- work, had you worked with men before? No, yeah, no, it was my first time. First time. So, yeah, it was just a learning experience for me, and my sister also coaches with me as well, so it's nice to have, you know, a second person and somebody that you're close with that you can work well together. You bounce off ideas and it's the first time that we're ever putting this together as a Blazers organization and making it work with the Blazer dancers. There's a lot of components to it. It's definitely nice to not have to do it on your own. <laughs> there must have been a lot of pressure, especially the first year of the program. And did they give you a vision of what they wanted? And I guess this might've been Michelle even, but how did the idea of adding male dancers come up? Do you know? Yeah. So, um, 
I don't know a lot of details, but it was definitely something that Michelle had brought up and talked to her game ops people. And it may have come from an inspiration of working with other, you know, hype crews because she had helped out with all-star games, I think a couple years ago. And she had worked with the Nets and all the other crews that have the co-ed or just male hip hop or breakers in general and stuff. But yeah, she just was thinking about it and she's like, why not add a male hip hop crew to add to the entertainment? You know, it's something that would be really fun to see and do something different. And she asked if my sister and I could help out. And we're like, sure. And this was mid season last year. The season had already started. So we did auditions in October. They so look great. I thought they've been around for just as too. long as the ladies. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I'm so surprised by that. For it to be their Same. first year and maybe not even yeah. being used to being on a dance team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what are they like to coach? Like, are they different than women? In- or what do they think about a woman teaching them kind of a masculine hip hop type dance? Right. Like, What's going on? Yeah, I I didn't really think about that at first, but they were very, they were all very respectful. And I I did feel like at first so that I needed to prove myself to them, you know, because they're all in the dance community. Dance is their life and their job. Like they have other part-time jobs too, but I feel like they really focus on dance because they love it so much. And that really came through watching their freestyles and stuff at auditions was so fun because they all have different elements and just so special and they do it for the love of it for real. And, and it, that always comes through. So, I mean, along those lines too, they're always dancing. Like even in our locker room, they're dancing because they'll perform once or twice during the game, but they have a lot of downtime. So they just, put music on, they're in a little circle, they start dancing, they're all sweaty, and we're like, can you guys make sure you're not too tired for your actual performance, you know? (laughs) Um, A lot of them were already friends outside of this separately, though, so it was really cool to see different parts of the dance community come together, and they're all really great friends now and do other projects and events together now. It's just pretty awesome to see But yeah, it's just the communication part of it was a challenge and organization and, you know, it's just not because, (laughs) not just because they're, you know, guys, but because they just don't know. And I kind of had to think about it that way. Like, oh, I really need to explain this in detail because they just don't know. Like, for example... So at a playoff game, we have all these events outside. During normal games, we typically don't have all that. But we had them go out and dance by the stage where the band and the DJ was. And people were trying to dance with them. And they just didn't know to interact. You know, just things like that. Like where we know as ambassador of an organization representing the Blazers, we're there you know, as a job and to socialize and all that stuff. And they had never had to experience that. They don't see themselves as like this figure, you know, but now, now they are. And it's just, you just have to remind them that you're in the light and you have to be approachable and personable and friendly to strangers, you know, we're going to kind of focus more on that next year so that they can go to more events and not be in their own little bubble. 
Mm-hmm. I could totally see that for guys not. Yeah. The word ambassador gets thrown around so much that I don't think it's been unpacked enough as to what that really means when you're out in the community and mm-hmm. having conversations. People could be introverts and they only kind of go extrovert when they perform. And so having to interact with people and mm-hmm. put your arm around them and take a picture and, you know, stuff that we do. Yeah, it's different. It's different for them. And so we've just had to remind them and tell them, you got to turn it on. (laughs) Well, now I kind of feel like a hypocrite because we're kind of upset with the removal of the female teams and Mm -hmm. kind of being replaced with males or co-ed or the women aren't feeling celebrated or welcome to come back. Kind of more of a statement. We've always said that we felt like Trailblazers did it right and didn't just totally hack one out of the scene and replaced it. But I kind of never thought about that as in terms of a male dancer. Like they want to dance too. And so that they do deserve a place in the NBA and NFL as well. I don't know. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. Probably yeah. sound like a hypocrite because we've been kind of upset about what we've been seeing in the dance world right now. But they totally deserve to perform and have an opportunity have opportunities as well did you hear from the guys that this was something that they've always wanted to be able to do or is it kind of like oh I just heard about it and I just showed up kind of a thing because I guess that's the part that I'm unclear on I'd love to get a male dancer on the show just to be able to talk to them about the journey to become a pro dancer for a sports team because Mm -hmm. it's not clear that this is something that they've coveted like we do you know like this is something that people train their whole lives for and so to watch it just kind of start crumbling away it's great on the one hand and then also it's like you know because some of these like we were just talking earlier we were updating like the other NBA teams that have a male dance team or hype crew like not a lot of qualifications listed it's kind of like show up and (laughs) Mm -hmm. really show up like Cleveland Cavaliers are dancing dads it's like are you a dad that loves to dance right yeah, that's it. But these, you know, like, at least for um, the Rip City crew, they're in the dance community, and this is just another op- new opportunity for them to showcase their talent and mm-hmm. and rep their team. I mean, it's it's exciting. It's just kind of you're in this weird space of like, do we love it? That's what I've been hearing from them, even from the beginning. They they were just excited for a new opportunity because Portland is pretty small. I mean, Blazers is the only big sport that we have that has a a dance team so and we don't have you know football so NBA is the main thing that you want to strive for and they felt like they had support from a large organization to offer opportunities to male dancers so they were really excited about that and yeah we're definitely going to be expanding on the program next year because we want to see more of them but like I said we need them to be able to represent the organization and other events that we're putting a little bit more emphasis on that as well so we're adding actually interviews to our audition process our auditions last year was really quick because we didn't have a ton of time and a lot of preparation but we want this program to grow and I feel like I'm really proud of what we've done and what Michelle has come up with because yeah, you're not taking away a team that's been around for 35 years and you're just kind of expanding on it. Right. And enhancing it and adding these male dancers while blazer dancers can also still do their own thing. So I mean, like why take something away when you can just, enhance and just make some changes because I I understand 
change happens and like the sports entertainment needs to evolve, but there's just a certain way of doing it. And I feel like some teams didn't get that opportunity to be able to improve or just to evolve and change in a way that holds on to your tradition, but allows you to take into consideration some feedback or other ways of trying to connect with the audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's the part that's probably been harder to swallow because people didn't get the opportunity, but Mm-hmm. Uh, so awesome to hear mm-hmm. that this was the first season and just how successful it's been and we know some teams have gone co-ed for the first time last season and obviously a lot of new teams are going co-ed this year but mm-hmm. I think Portland's shown a great example of how it can be done and I think Golden State just I can't remember if it was really new or not we were going back and forth their Blue City crew but just it's nice to see more opportunities for men that mm-hmm. are they can coexist with what we have available for women so yeah. I have questions about the dancing and working with the men, but <laughs> <laughs> is your choreography, okay, so this is why I'm asking, the Dallas Little Maniacs are rotund guys that do a lot of belly rolling and sexual healing sexy dances that oh. is not really appealing to watch, if you ask me, but if it's like a hip-hop crew that's kind of like, is your choreography style like hard-hitting hip-hop, or do they get a little sexy with it, it's basically what I'm trying to get at. Um, definitely more hard hitting. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff that we've done, we've had no kidding. <laughs> 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 <a> sexy routine. <laughs> Magic Mike. <laughs> right. yeah, we want to keep their clothes on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> shirts with the fringes. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's still been like I've choreographed a couple of routines for them too, and it's been fun to kind of think of it in a different way where something that looks good on both men and women and that's a a fun challenge for me too because I can kind of also pick from other songs I feel like that you know I mean it's more hip-hop driven but I wanted to be creative to kind of mix in both urban and pro dance team style hip-hop because we like again Again, we didn't want to put them in some sort of box. And I've also been inspired by them, the Rip City crew guys, because just watching them freestyle, you know, I'm like, oh, wow, like they can do all sorts of things, you know, and they can move their body this way. How cool would it be if we incorporated this, you know, somewhere in the routine? And so, yeah, just embracing all of that, but maintaining the quality, I guess, of the performance. So, yeah. Magic mic route. At the end of it, we were so clean. They had fun doing it, too, like all the routines. We tried to kind of mix in different choreographers and people that they've never worked with before. So they enjoyed being able to work with other top choreographers and kind of getting a different taste of, I guess, the dance world for from their perspective. So... So when is the auditions this year for Rip City? Uh, Auditions this year is Sunday, August 11th. Awesome. Nice. And how many people showed up for auditions? I know it was quick and you didn't have a lot of time, but did you have a decent turnout? Yeah, I think last year we had 35 or so. We're hoping, I think there's going to be a bigger turnout this year just because people have seen, you know, what what we've done and we've gotten inquiries, so... We're hoping to take more. So do you also have, you know, physical requirements, kind of like the girls do in terms of your selection of the team? 
No, not, not necessarily physical. I mean, they still need to be polished, right? I mean, because there's some people that will come in with hair too long and not, you know, just not put together. Like we don't, <laughs> <laughs> we actually, we didn't. I know some teams have, even with their male dancers, but no, I mean, yeah, everyone looks different. We, we like that and we don't have any specific requirements. And what about their uniforms? For a hip hop crew, especially, the one thing mm-hmm. that always bugs my mind out is just sometimes the uniform can just ruin the whole hip hop vibe. You know, if you just see a big... It just looks dorky, potentially. Yeah, you know. Do they, <laughs> do they get to switch it up with like the different outfits that are based on the theme or is it one look? We had a couple with the budget that we had. We really tried to get statement pieces. So like we got them some like red bomber jackets. We got a tracksuit. I feel like my sister and I have pretty good taste when it comes to clothes and style. The crew looks great. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, I mean, we try to pick stuff that, you know, we would want to wear that we think the guys would feel comfortable in and can help with the vibe of the performance. So yeah, I feel like we picked out some good stuff. We got them some Jordan shoes. Hopefully next year we'll have more options. Yeah, and then we kind of allowed them to wear whatever hats they wanted as long as they were, you know, blazer colors and stuff. Mm-hmm. So kind of a little bit of like individuality there too and more like cut up black denim, that kind of stuff. We'll see if we like want to make other changes with um, uniform stuff, but it's still in the exploring stage, I feel like. <laughs> but it sounds like it's being managed in a way where guys wouldn't be like, I'm not doing that. I could see guys being uncomfortable depending upon, especially if you're like a true street cred, hip hop crew guy. And if, if it becomes too commercialized, maybe. I mean, I guess, I don't know if that's like a perceived issue and it's not really one for the guys, but it sounds like based on the way that the program's structured, they can still be who they are and not feel like they're selling out from doing some dance team kind of a thing is that yeah that was the hard part to kind of be I don't know strict so that they would understand how important this job is you know and take it seriously versus I don't know also being accommodating to what they're used to doing and not like trying to transform them I felt like my sister and I had a pretty good balance of that and we had a really good relationship with the guys on the team. And I felt like they trusted us that we would make good decisions. Mm. And I, which is kind of, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think like all these guys, I knew a couple of them, but they didn't really know us, you know, and they didn't really know what they were getting into, especially being the first year. So They were very open and learning, you know, all sorts of things. We would have some trouble here and there with stuff, but I mean, they were always so willing to be there and they inspired us and we always had fun working with them. So I'm glad we get to do it again. (laughs) That's so good. Well, I, I love that this episode is coming out this season with all the changes that we've been seeing because we definitely have been team hell no to men invading our space not really we've been excited we watched it happen in the NFL last season and so we thought it was like great and then this just kind of helps round out the perspective I think of what it actually is like to have a male dance team and Mm -hmm. going co-ed just like what it might be like if you are working with a 
males and females are your team and just it's all going to be new maybe for some of them and because you guys do perform with the blazer dancers for some performances right yeah for most of them we did last year and then a couple we were able to do on our own which was a, a big deal too you know because we were we would just be performing with blazer dancers all season and there was an opportunity for us to put something out there on our own because you know we weren't sure if they were going to be ready to in the beginning like working with so many dancers that have never done this before never danced together before but we we did do like an old school poison routine that was really fun in their little track suit. So, but yeah, it, even just like dancing on the court was such a different feeling for them and overwhelming too, because you have to think about, you know, all the lines that are on the court. We typically use that for spacing and for them to figure out where to go, need to look up, need to, you know, do this and that, need to remember my choreography was a lot for them to adjust to. And our court practices are pretty short. You know, we only have the day of to be able to practice on the court for like an hour. So they had to kind of get into that routine quick. But I think more of a respect for the laser dancers and just pro dancers in general because I'm sure there's some sort of stigma that people have about pro dancers and they just don't understand, you know, what all goes into it until they're in the world. So I think for both sides, it's been really cool to see, you know, the dancers, blazer dancers are also inspired by Rip City Crew with like all their energy and their freestyle and they, they really see their love for dance too. And then the guys watch the girls practice on the court and they're like, wow, they're hitting it so hard. Like, this is so fast. Like, I can't move like this. They're so athletic, you know, just they learned a lot about what they do too and are always curious. They ask those questions like, oh, when do the girls have to get here and when do they practice? And they are like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. And pretty soon, I mean, this season, they're going to be required to put in as much time too so it's gonna be crazy I mean they only did 10 to 12 games I want to say and we're gonna try to do at least 30 wow whoa double that (laughs) yeah Yeah. a little interesting journey for them I mean but I love this because it's it's building mutual respect and and appreciation on both sides of the coin as to what they bring to the table and and them understanding for the first time, like what is involved in our, in our space, which is, you can only get respect from that, I would think, because we, mm-hmm. you know, the women laser dancers, we saw them and it's just like, whoa. Yeah, you went to a game. Yes, yeah, I so wish fun. we could have seen you guys perform too. We have to come down again and. Yeah, definitely. To choose from when the guys will be performing too, so. Yeah, we'll definitely get in touch when games yeah. start. And if, you know, any of the guys are single, I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. <laughs> the blazer dancers and the rip city crew ever like are they allowed or not allowed to fraternize um <laughs> i don't think like anything like that has happened not that i know of <laughs> i'm determined to make you blush this episode so Love and <laughs> oh that's so cute so because we've talked about your amazing background and all the things, I think the last question, because it's one that we get from listeners a lot, is just mm-hmm. how you balance everything. And based on your 
illustrative background? Like, how do you keep it all together? I know we kind of talked on the, about it a little bit in the beginning, but knowing what, A, that you'll be doing more with the Roof City crew this season, but what's your philosophy on self-care? How do you keep yourself together and take care of yourself in the midst of everything you're doing? So let's see. I feel like, I mean, everybody's definitely has their own busy. So I'm not the only one that's busy, but I had to think about really giving myself time to decompress because at one point I was doing so much and trying to, you know, say yes to everything because a good mentor told me to say yes to everything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And it was was great. But at some point you do kind of have to think about, should I put myself you know, through all of this, like, is it really doable? Am I going to do a good job? And so this year, I really tried not to overbook myself and give myself in between times of choreography, especially with my full time job, too. So like, I would be, you know, at pro action for the weekend. And then the next day, I'd go back to work and then work a full week. And then, you know, and then I would do something the weekend after. And so I just learned to really add in like, another off day, you know, for me to just be at home, because otherwise, I would be forced to stay at home and call in sick, you know, it it would get to that point where I like couldn't even function. So I make sure that I kind of add another PTO day, I guess, in there so that I can get some rest. I also started meditating um, in the mornings. And um, like 10 minutes. Okay. is headspace and I try to do that every morning because I found myself when I was doing all these jobs that I was getting a lot more anxious and stressed and it would show up in my body like my neck and my shoulders and I would just you know I found myself not really breathing well like taking deep breaths you know so then it just made me tense up more and I think I was inspired by a lot of the podcasts that I was listening to to start meditating because mm-hmm. these other people, entrepreneurs and stuff would share their morning routines or their self-care practices. And I'm like, maybe I should start doing that. You know, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I don't need to meditate. You know, I don't have time for that. Like, what am I going to do? Just sit there, you know? And I started using Headspace and I just felt, I felt so much better. Just giving myself time to not think because my brain was running so fast all the time. So yeah, that's one of the other practices that I started doing and more yoga, like stretching and eating better, making sure that I don't eat all this junk food and I'm stressed. (laughs) That's amazing and great tips, honestly. I think a lot of people should do whatever they need to do. If that's meditation, yoga, just drinking enough water, reminding yourself to do those little things because they do add up. For sure. Especially in running, totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you really just need to like set yourself aside from everything and like you can give yourself 10 minutes to not think about something, you know? Like you're always thinking about what to do next or I need to do this and that's where you start getting stressed and anxious anxiety builds up yeah so and when I'm at work I try not to think of other things unless I'm on my lunch break you know because once I'm like looking at emails I'm like oh I should be doing this and do this and this and so I try to really like parse out my time and focus on 
one thing. And, and I was also finding myself writing a million to-do lists. And I'm like, this isn't helping me. This, this is like worse. <laughs> so just like focusing on one thing at a time. And I really had to learn that though. Like I, it wasn't good for a little bit. <laughs> it takes going through some rough patches to really figure out how to take better care of yourself. I mean, yeah. it'd be nice if it's one smooth little sailing ship, but you got to hit mm-hmm. the rough water a little bit to understand how to course correct. But thanks for sharing that because you're amazing. And I'm like, how the hell do you do it all? I tried. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you ready to play Drop It Like It's Hot? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's like do a- I? Do I want to do this? <laughs> We're going to pick the cleanest questions we have here. So I won't make you blush. I already talked about it. <laughs> and you choreograph in a sexy routine. But we do have you know, just like a little lightning round of some questions. Can't deliver it too much. You just, first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Ready? Ready. What is your spirit animal? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm already. I don't know if I have one. (laughs) Eh, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, pass. You only get one. Okay, no kidding. What actor would play you in a biopic? Are these hard? <laughs> <laughs> these are hard. Because I don't, I don't really like think about this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Who comes to your mind first off? Like favorite actress that reminds you the most of yourself? Sex in the City character, which one? <laughs> She's like, I watch that show. <laughs> I'm like, I do, but I'm like, I'm like pretty boring, you guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you're Charlotte. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, probably Charlotte. Sure that is, sure. <laughs> um, what's your dream choreographer job? Like, if you could choreograph for anything, what would it be? Ooh, um, I feel like, like a music show or like... Anything, yeah. I'm in Vegas for an artist would be awesome. Super cool. I love that answer. Mm-hmm. A lot of like creative director type of stuff that I'm still learning, but that would be I'll awesome. Get there. Yeah, yeah, I totally see it. All right, favorite pizza <laughs> topping? Mm, pepperoni. Okay, answer, good answer. Yeah, we need to warm her up a little bit. I know, right? <laughs> I know, I'm like, <laughs> make me nervous. <laughs> okay, favorite emoji? Ooh, the one where, like, because my husband says a lot of, like, random bad jokes, the one where it's, like, straight eyes, straight mouth, you know, that's, like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not funny (laughs) okay what was your favorite childhood tv show recess (laughs) yes i love that show (laughs) (laughs) what dance song is on repeat in your playlist well right now i'm listening to the yg album so like all of his songs (laughs) okay 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 i'm really bad at this i'm so no you're you're fine Climb a mountain or jump from a plane? Climb a mountain. Game of Thrones or The Real Housewives? Game of Thrones. Favorite character on Game of Thrones? Now I can't think of the name, so uh, we... Oh, I describe him the dragon lady. I, mean, I don't know You name. remind me of Arya. I do? Yeah. Just like a fighter and like... Go yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My last one, and then you'll get one. Okay. Who has it easier, men or women, since you're in equally in both? Oh, my. Is that a trick question? 
<laughs> We're going to use it as our clip to promote the episode. Okay. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like men. <laughs> okay, what personality trait has gotten you in the most trouble? Mm. Like, I don't get in trouble. I know. <laughs> Um, I guess my bubbly personality, because then that causes me to laugh really loud. Like you probably heard me a number of times today, but yeah, I burst out laughing and I don't even realize it. And people always make fun of me for it or I disrupt something. So (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh my gosh. Thanks for participating. Yeah. Meeting you. You have been. Yeah, nice to meet you guys too. Thanks for having me. I don't really like talking about myself. So (laughs) thanks for um, bringing it out of me and being interested, I guess, to learning more about me. So, no, it's been great. We have a listener survey that's out, and your name came up a couple times where when we asked about, you know, either choreographers or people in our space that they would like Uh us to interview, your name came up a few times. So we're just wanted to join us and that we can share you with everybody who listens and yeah. can follow your work because we've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know you through Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Oh, that's awesome to hear. That's cool. Super talented and thank you for all that you do. I mean, you're working with college age dancers, helping shape their professional path and male dancers that are getting their first opportunities in pro dance. So you're doing a lot and in a groundbreaking way. So Salute to you. Yeah. Thank you. Like you have a very collaborative spirit. And I think that's really important in the dance world. And you're just so positive and nice. And I just think that's going to take you really far. Oh, thank you so much. We we interviewed you first. No, I'm kidding. You've probably done other stuff, but. (laughs) No, definitely um, come visit us and we should, yeah, have dinner and like take you to a game and all that stuff. So. So fun. It's right down the road. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys soon. All right, have a good night. Have a good night. What'd you think, Makiva? I thought it was super enlightening. Like, we've been talking mad shit about guys. Well, actually, I don't think you were a hypocrite. I think we had legitimate concerns with males coming into our world. But hearing about how it was done in Portland makes me feel like less doom associated with men getting a taste of our world, understanding what we put into it, maybe developing some more respect. Maybe the fact that men are on it will make team management give us more respect. Who knows? But I just feel way more inspired by their example. Well, just Lisa and Michelle are inspiring. I feel like everybody in Portland is just so What's in the water? collaborative. And it's like the dance world in Portland is so insane. And I just really appreciated her feedback and her perspective on it, too. Because mm-hmm. maybe I'm not a hypocrite, but it's definitely great to hear different perspectives and not be so quick to judge. But, you know, definitely use Portland. Hey, other teams, use Portland as an example of what's being successful and what people appreciate and enjoy because they have it all and they're doing it right. I agree. And for women who maybe are considering whether to audition for a co-ed team, this might be a glimpse into what that might look like, of what that dynamic might be. And Let's just see how it goes. I mean, when we think of the guys in the NFL that we watched last year, I couldn't imagine the NFL without them now. I mean, and you just adjust and change happens and change is good. So can be when it's done right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That little <laughs> asterisk there. But super excited. We can't wait to 
hear what you guys think of this episode. Hit us up on Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. We have the hotline bling still live, you guys, and the survey. Take the survey for us. Please do. And thank you. All right. Until next time. (laughs) Keep your eyes on the sidelines. Bye. Bye.